Good morning. morning. It's good to be here this morning to be with each of you to give God uh, glory and honor that he richly uh, deserves. Sometimes uh, there are things in our life that we are often looking forward to, and I don't know if we look forward to this moment as much as we we ought to. So this morning we're going to be starting a series, Bryant and I, on 2 Peter chapter 1, and um, Paul, I want to apologize that your name is spelt wrong up here. It's my PowerPoint, so I own it, but really it was Bryant that did it. Um, so we're going to be starting a series, uh, and this series will be, we'll have six lessons for us, and the first one this morning, we'll be talking about the secret sauce uh, that's found here in 2 Peter chapter 1. And then the second lesson will be come share in the divine nature. The third will be growth supplements. Third and fourth will be growth supplements. The first one, lesson three, will be kind of focused on the inward characteristics that are listed here in this this section. And then the fourth lesson will be the external uh, characteristics that are described that we need to be increasing and growing in. And then number five will be the importance of being fruitful Uh, and effective as Christians and in our faith. And then the last one will kind of be similar to the lesson that we will be doing here, but from more of Bryant's angle, and that would be pursuing God's abundant supply. And so as we were contemplating what series we wanted to do together, this, this one really spoke to both of us. And I tell you, the reason why we thought that this series was so important was because God is telling us here in these verses how important it is for us to be growing. And I know sometimes in my life I am growing in all of the wrong ways. And what I mean is I may be giving myself professionally things that I need to be developing the next level, um, you know, personally, those sort of things, but sometimes spiritual priorities sometimes take a back seat. And what I want us to establish this morning and hopefully over the next few weeks is that God has challenged us. God has given us everything that we need in order to succeed. And when I say succeed, I don't mean in earthly terms. What I ultimately mean is that God has given us everything that we need to have a relationship with Him and to spend all eternity with Him. And it's up to us whether or not we want to follow it and fulfill it. And so, brothers and sisters, I challenge you this morning and over the next few weeks to look at these verses because these are the verses we're really going to try to look at every week and see what we can do to try to make these a priority in our lives. So this morning, as we talked about, there's going to be a theme. It's going to be a food theme. I imagine I'm not the only one in this room that, in, that enjoys and loves food. And so this morning, I want to think about how important it is to follow the recipe. And when we look at 2 Peter chapter 1, I believe that this is a recipe for us to follow as Christians. And it tells us every ingredient that we need to have, how much we need to have of it, what other things need to be sprinkled in here, how important it is to have these as your sides. And then the end result is a relationship and a hope of eternity with God. And that's what we are looking for, I believe, in this life. And so this morning, we're going to be talking about the importance of following the recipe. And not just 
any recipe, but God's recipe. Before we begin, I ask that you'll bow with me as we go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Dear, kind, and gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we bow before you. So grateful that we can come to you this morning. As we are getting ready to open your word, we just pray that you'll be with us as we study it, as we look into it, that we will put our hearts and our minds in the right mindset, that we will humble ourselves knowing and recognizing that you are the Almighty Creator. I pray that the things that I am about to say will be from your word, that will be encouraging and uplifting and and be something that can be taken away and used. But ultimately, no matter what, we pray that your will will be done. No matter what, we pray that at this congregation, this church here in, in Savannah and Garden City, we pray that the truth is always spoken. And we pray all these things humbly. Name your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, so the secret sauce will be our theme this morning. So first, let's look at 2 Peter chapter 1, and we're going to start in, in verse 3 this time, and we're going to read it a couple of times today and on hopefully over the next few weeks to really get this uh, ingrained within us. But in verse 3 it says, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him who has called to us His own glory and excellence, by which He has granted to us His precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desires. And then in verse 5 it says, For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective and unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins, therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. For in this way there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Therefore, I intend always to remind you of these qualities. Though you know them and are established in the truth that you have, I think it is right, as long as I am in this body, to stir you up by way of reminder. So, brothers and sisters, looking at this, this lesson, we're really going to focus on three verses. We're going to look at uh, 10 through 13, really. And as we look at these verses, I want us to kind of pull out some really important concepts. The first thing, as we look at verse 10, a word that really jumps off the page at me is the word diligent. And when I think about diligent, I think about making every effort working continuously, making it a priority, aiming at a goal, and doing whatever it takes to get there. If you turn with me to Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, and some of your translations may say the word diligence, 
I will be reading from the English Standard Version. It doesn't. But in verse 6 of chapter 11, it says, And without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who seek Him. Brothers and sisters, I believe that's what Peter is challenging us to do, is to grow in our faith, to realize that it is important for us to draw near to God, to believe that He exists and that He rewards those who diligently seek Him. Brothers and sisters, this must be our aim, to diligently seek Him every day of our lives. And sometimes we may take every other day, or we may say, you know what, this is the day I'm going to focus on growing closer to God. When in all reality, it must be a daily effort. I've thought about some of the things that I believe coming together on the first day of the week do. And I was thinking about this last night. And I was thinking about, it's an important reminder to help us to remember where I have been. But ultimately, to remind us of where we are going. And in life, we always lose our way without God. But it is His Word, His people, and His grace that guide us back to the right place. Brothers and sisters, as Hebrews 11 reminds us, help us to diligently seek Him every day of our lives. Another word that jumps out to me in this section is the word practice. I remember when I used to do sports in high school and how important practice was. How important every day we practice not only the things that we needed to improve on as a team, but we also practice the things that we were going to face when it came to competition. We learned what the other team did well and we learned and tried to focus on things that we were going to take away from that team. And when we think about practice, I'm reminded of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. If you turn with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, and really in two sections. Um, so 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, and in verse 4 is the first one. It says, For we know, brothers, loved by God, that He has chosen you, because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. You know what kind of men we proved to be among you for, your, for our sake. Right. So Paul is challenging the church here at Thessalonica. But in chapter 4, he makes a really important note here. He says in chapter or verse 1 of chapter 4, he says, Finally then, brothers, we ask and urge you, and the Lord Jesus, that as you receive from us, you ought to walk and please God just as you are doing, that you do so more and more. And in some translations, it, ex it says, excel, excel still more. And then in that very same chapter, in verse 9, it says, Now concerning brotherly love, you have no need for anyone to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another. For that indeed is what you are doing to all brothers throughout Macedonia. But we urge you, brothers, to do this more and more. And what Paul is telling them, the importance of practice. 
the importance of putting this into implementation every single day of our lives. And in Philippians chapter 4, Philippians chapter 4 and in verse 8, Philippians 4 and in verse 8, we're reminded, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Brothers and sisters, we must be practicing every day. And the other word that jumps out to me, and this is going to be the emphasis of our lesson this morning, is that if you have these qualities, you will never fall. And to me, what an amazing statement that is being proclaimed here. And really, there's a two-part promise to this. But if we look at the importance of this, of never falling, this isn't to say that we'll never sin, that we'll never make a mistake, that we are to be perfect. That's not what this verse is telling us. But as if we are doing these qualities that were listed below in verse 5 through 7, it'll tell us, that if these things are ours and are increasing, we will, be, we will be fruitful and we will be effective. And ultimately, we will never fall. And when he says never fall, I believe he's talking about when it comes to our relationship with him. And then in verse 12, it says, Therefore, I intend always to remind you of these qualities, though you know them are established in the truth that you have. Brothers and sisters, I don't believe Bryant and I are going to share anything new with you over the next few weeks. But we want to remind you. We want to stir you up. We want to encourage you. We we want to motivate you that your faith continues to increase in a God-pleasing way. Brothers and sisters, I think it's important to to note here that what these verses are telling us is that diligence plus practice equals you will never fall. And when we look at this section, and I really the thing that's interesting about this section is this is really a conclusion to everything that Peter is saying in verses 3 through 9. And what he's telling us is that we need to be all the more diligent to make our calling and election sure. We cannot come to Jesus and have our sins forgiven, and then cast out, and then sign out and say, you know what, I've gotten what I needed to get out of it. God challenges us. We cannot come to the Lord and then stop. Baptism is not the end be-all. Baptism is just merely the beginning. Baptism is not the end point, but merely the beginning point. And we need to be diligent and practice these qualities. But look at the confidence and consultation we have in our effort. If we practice these qualities, we are striving and increasing in these. And I believe that Peter is telling us that there's a two-part promise. And the first promise is that we will never fall. Or in some translations, we will never stumble. Peter is not saying that you will not sin. He's, saying that you, he's not saying that you won't be perfect but we are able to have a confidence that our salvation is secure. When we doubt our salvation, the answer concerning whether our doubts are legitimate are found right here in 2 Peter chapter 1. 
But we cannot stop trying and we can't stop and just give up and just coast in. We must keep working diligently to give God what He's asking and, and pleading for us to give. The second part to this promise here is that by increasing in these qualities, we can enter the kingdom of Christ. We live in a world, and if anything we've learned over the last year, is that we live in a very uncertain world. I want to challenge you, brothers. There may be a lot of doubts in this physical world, but when it comes to the eternal world and the kingdom of heaven, there should be zero doubts in our minds and in our hearts and in this congregation. Because God has planned... God has made a place for each and every one of us to dwell if we choose to do what He has asked. So brothers and sisters, this is a two-part promise. And that comes to our recipe this morning. The secret sauce. So looking at these verses, I think that there are four important takeaways for us to have this morning when we think about the secret sauce. The very first thing is that we must, more not most importantly, but the very first thing is that we have to decide to follow the recipe. And brothers and sisters, when I say the importance of following the recipe, I mean that we have to first obey the truth. And that starts with hearing the Word, and it leads to confessing, and it leads ultimately to baptism, And that is the beginning of submitting to the recipe. And in order for us to have what God has described here in 2 Peter chapter 1, we must first decide to follow the recipe. Turn with me uh, just a couple of pages over into 1 Peter uh, chapter 2. I've been really encouraged by the series, the lessons that Bryant has been bringing to us on Sunday afternoon, and we'll continue that this this afternoon on, on 1 Peter. But in 1 Peter chapter 2 and in verse 24, it says, He Himself bore our sins in His body on the tree that we might die to sin and, to, and live to righteousness. By His wounds you have been healed. And brothers and sisters, turn with me just a couple, uh, one page over in chapter 3 in verse 18. In verse 18, it says, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that He might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit, in which He went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison, because they formerly did not obey when God's patience waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that was eight persons, were were brought safely through water. Baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you, not as removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, the very first thing that we must do is we must obey the truth. We must understand the importance of baptism. And there are plenty of other verses that we could look at. If you turn with me to James chapter 1 and in verse 22, it says, We must be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving ourselves. And in John chapter 14, 
John chapter 14 and in verse 21. John 14 and in verse 21, a verse that's familiar to all of us. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and and manifest myself to him. So the very first thing about following and, and the importance of following the recipe is we have to decide that we want to follow this recipe. And that means by submitting to this recipe, we must say that what are in these ingredients are the things that we must follow. The second thing that we must note here in 2 Peter chapter 1 is that we must cook or live our lives with the end in mind. And ultimately, as Christians, as children of God, we cannot live with the goals of this world. We must live as if we are heading to a very particular and peculiar place. And to be perfectly honest, heaven is a far contrast to the world that we live in. We must keep our eyes fixed on eternal life. And turn with me to in 1 Peter chapter 4 and in verse 7. It says, The end of all things is at hand. Therefore be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. And in verse 8, Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. And in 2 Timothy, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, some really encouraging words from, from Paul. 2 Peter chapter 4, and in verse 8 it says, Henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have loved His appearing. And if you back up just a few verses before that, Paul is saying that I am ready to be poured out as a drink offering. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. Brothers and sisters, are you living with this end in mind? Are you living with an earthly mindset? I have to tell you that this is a challenge for me. This is something that I have to evaluate on a regular basis. And then the third thing that I think is important from this section of verses is that we need to realize the significance of marinating or seasoning. For myself, I know that there's a lot of people in here that enjoy food, that probably enjoy cooking. One of the things that I enjoy to do is I enjoy smoking meats. I love smoking a good brisket or a good Boston butt. And if I was to tell you the secret to smoking a good meat, I would have to tell you that the important to me is seasoning, is making sure that I put that meat out and I give it a certain temperature, I season it, I coat it once, and then I let it sit, and then I coat it again. But I give that time, that meat, time to marinate in that seasoning so that when I put it in the smoker, I choose the woods that are going to complement those seasonings. So brothers and sisters, we need to realize the significance of maturing in Christ. And I have to tell you that everybody in this room has grown in one way or another. 
But I guarantee if I was to ask you, everybody would raise their hand and say, you know what, I still have room to grow. And that should be what we think about on a daily basis. Turn with me to chapter chapter 3 and in verse 14 of Second Peter here. Second Peter 3 and in verse 14. It states, Therefore, beloved, since you are waiting for these, be diligent to be found by him without spot or blemish and at peace. He's challenging us to make sure that we are growing. And then if you skip just a couple of verses to verses 17, it says, You therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, take care that you are not carried away with the air of lawless people and lose your own stability, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Peter is challenging us here in verse 17 and 18 to grow, to not stay where you are. And if we look at these characteristics that we'll review in the next couple of weeks, what, Paul, what Peter is telling us is that we can't just pick and choose which of these things that we want to grow in. The fact is, every single one of them needs to be a valiant, diligent effort to grow in on a daily basis. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 15, 2 Corinthians, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and in verse 17, 2 Corinthians 5, and in verse 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And brothers and sisters, there's significance to coming out of that water, out of baptism. But it doesn't mean that things become easier. It means that you have made a priority to say, this is what's important to me. It doesn't mean that sin will never come to you at the door. It doesn't mean that things will be easier. It doesn't mean your challenges and your difficulties are going to be removed from you. What it means is that you now have a focus and a priority how to get through those challenges. And brothers and sisters, we need to realize the importance of marinating as Christians. We must be maturing when it comes to His Word. And we must be making the time and effort to spend time in His Word, marinating on the things that He has left for us. And last but not least, the last part of the secret sauce is that the recipe is Jesus Christ. It seems so simple, but it is. The answer is Jesus Christ. And we must look forward to His coming. In 1 Peter 2, and in verse 9, 1 Peter 2, and in verse 9, we covered this, um, I think, was it last week? We covered chapter 2, Peter? Or Peter, Brian... 1 Peter 2 and verse 9, it says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for His own possession, that you may be proclaim the excellence of Him who calls you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Brothers and sisters, we are... God's chosen people. We have taken a step 
to being what God has asked us to do. And also, turn with me to Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4 and in verse 12. Acts 4 and verse 12, it says, And their salvation is in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And what they're saying here is that Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the recipe. And in John chapter 14, John chapter 14 and verse 6, and we were just there a couple of minutes ago. We should have just read this as well. John 14 and in verse 6, it says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do not know him and have seen him. Brothers and sisters, Jesus is the recipe. I want to remind us this morning that there are some important things that we must be doing on a daily basis. And we have to inwardly look and ask ourselves, what are the things that matter the most to each and every one of us? And kind of an underlying theme outside of this section of verses comes through, comes for us in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 11. And the translation that's on the screen before you is the King James Version. And sometimes the King James Version, I think, has writing that is so potent, it really packs a punch. And in this verse, in 2 Peter 3 and verse 11, it, seeing, it says, seeing that all these things shall be dissolved. What manner of persons you to be in holy conversation and godliness? And so, brothers and sisters, we've looked at the importance of following God's recipe. And the first and very, the very first thing that we have to do is we have to decide to follow the recipe. We have to cook or live with the end in mind. We have to realize the significance of maturing or marinating in God's Word. And we must realize that the recipe is Jesus Christ. But as we look through this series over the next few weeks, Brian and I would love to challenge you and ask you two questions. What manner of persons ought you to be? Where are you at right now in your life? Is this where you want to be? when it comes to your daily walk with God? Or do you want to grow? Or do you want to increase? Brothers and sisters, I challenge you that all of us should make a priority of growing over the next few weeks, over the next few months, over the next however many years that God gives us on this earth. And the last question I have for you this morning is, have you fully submitted to God's recipe here in Second Peter chapter 1? In life, we will always lose our way without God. But it is His Word, His people, and His grace that guide us back to the right place. Brothers and sisters, I thank you for your time. And we want to make sure that the invitation is known. That if there's something that you need to fix in your life, we challenge you not to wait, to not put off. I want to challenge you that this lesson is yours. And what you do with it, we want to encourage you. We want to be here for you.
But ultimately, brothers and sisters, we want to make sure that every single person in this room goes to heaven when this life is over. If there's anything that we can do for you this morning, please come as we stand and sing the invitation song.